Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my two celebutante co-hosts, Gwen Sash Stylish Flamberg. Oh, I love that intro. Hi, guys. And Sarah here for the right reasons here on. Oh, thank you so much. New episodes every Tuesday and Friday of Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. Don't forget to tune in. Yes, and uh, after all of these commercial breaks by my co-hosts, we will be dishing on a housewife in the hot seat, a legal battle for the ages, a celebrity couple meets the fam, a big book flop, and much, much more. Before we unpack some of these celebrity stories, let's start with our woe of the week. These are stories that made our co-hosts go woe, clutch their pearls. Gwen, what is your woe of the week? Oh, my God, Trav. You know that one of my favorite things in the world is lingerie. So I went, whoa, when I learned this morning that it was revealed that Victoria's Secret is back with an entirely new branding platform. And it's not going to be like the angels of the past. Victoria's Secret has launched the VS Collective, which is an ever-growing, changing circle of women who inspire amongst the first people in the collective we've got i mean some serious store power priyanka chopra megan rapinoe we've got aduda cash the model who was also just named as an estee lauder spokesmodel so victoria's secret after being kind of like really slammed for being um you know not inclusive at all is back with a whole new mission to include women of all shapes, all sizes, and also make it not just about skin. It's going to go way further than skin deep. And I am really psyched. That is exciting that the show just won't be the hunger and spray tan games again, which should be nice. I'm not even sure that there will be a show like we used to see. I think this is ushering in an entirely new change There's also some charitable initiatives. They are getting involved in helping women's cancer missions. And, you know, this is just going to be much more about celebrating women inside and out, all women. And I think that that is like the best message that we could hear today. 
That's lovely. It sort of makes you go, oh, that's nice. Sarah, what made you go well this week? Well, as always, Trav, there is a few things that, you know, made me screech here in Hoboken, New Jersey. And, you know, in, in Speaking of Priyanka Chopra Jonas, I don't know if you saw that Miley Cyrus celebrated the anniversary of Seven Things today. And in doing so, she shared a passage from her 2009 memoir, Miles to Go, an iconic, iconic book um, that she wrote about part in part about her relationship with Joe Jonas and the song, her relationship with Nick Jonas, I'm sorry, and the song Seven Things. And I just needed to shout that out because it's very important to me. Um, but what really made me go, whoa, was my girl Tori Spelling finally, finally addressing something that's going on in her marriage to Dean. It's been pretty obvious to any of us who keep up with Donna Martin on Instagram that she has not posted about Dean in over a year. She ignored their 15th wedding anniversary last month. And she's been spotted with her ring on, with her ring off. There's been all the speculation. And she was on Jeff Lewis Live radio Sirius XM show today or yesterday and said that they are sleeping in separate rooms. And he was out of town for six months filming something unclear what Dean McDermott is working on. Um, but clearly not his marriage because they are sleeping in separate rooms. What do we think this means for Tori and Dean who in the past have been way too TMI candid about their sex life. So we know that this is not a good sign for their relationship. It is not, it's not looking good. And we've seen this story play out before ring on ring off a little tidbit here and there. And it usually ends with a separation. Yes. I mean, there is five children involved um, under the ages of 14 or 13, um, anywhere between four and 14, I think, those those McDermott kids. So, you know, always wishing the best for my girl, Tori, but not a great sign to be sleeping in separate rooms. Uh, well, definitely. Whoa. Well, my whoa is less of a, a gasp moment. It's more of a, oh, you tried so hard. And I was really rooting for you. Cody Simpson failed to qualify for the 2020 Olympic Games, um, and he was only behind by 1.2 seconds. He needed a 51.7 seconds, and he fell short and touched the wall at 52.94. It was so sad. He got so close. So 1.14 seconds shy of it. This was the last qualifier, and I really was so proud of him for doing something other than music, other than dating famous people, going to the Olympics and he was so close but so far away so it made me go all this week and maybe maybe next time cody another miley cyrus x look at that another miley cyrus x well let's jump into some news i have to start out with erica the pretty mess jane she has some legal problems she has been dropped flopped sarah heron tell us what is going on if you guys have not watched the housewife and the hustler Run, do not walk to Hulu and turn on this ABC News original documentary. It documents everything about Tom Girardi's case. It has interviews with his alleged victims, the money that he you know, robbed these people of millions of dollars um, from a couple different cases, including the plane crash that has gotten all of the attention because that's the one him and Erica, um, the big class action lawsuit came out about. And you hear voicemails that Tom left for his clients promising that he's a good person, promising to give them his money, their money when he really was spending it the whole time, allegedly on Erica Jane's wardrobe and life. And there are some documents, you know, allegations that the money was going to her and her company and her music career. And it was wild to watch some of these women and these victims then watching the real houses of Beverly Hills in turn during the documentary. It was just wildly uncomfortable for everyone involved to watch, but also 
crazy juicy and you have Daniel Staub in there and Dana Wilkie. It was just, it was a real journey. So go watch it. And after the documentary came out the day after Erica's bankruptcy lawyer filed a petition to no longer represent her. That's not a good sign. You guys, that is not a good sign. (sighs) Erica has not been formally charged with anything in connection to a lot of the fraud stuff, but they're obviously looking into their assets and her defense is that these were gifts and these possessions are not Tom's. Um, and that she was not involved in it. She's kind of pleading that she wasn't involved in this, but everyone is saying, how could that be married for 21 years? And this money, the stolen alleged settlement money going into your company, not a good look, pretty mess. I mean, what what I would love to know is did who sanctioned her doing this documentary? Well, you know, I have it. Oh, she's not. She wasn't involved at all. Oh, I thought that she was involved. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, because I was going to say the lawyer was like, you need to stop being thirsty and doing reality TV because now you're outing all of your crimes. No, well, you're right, Gwen. That is an interesting point, though, because something else that came out in the documentary is in the court documents. Everyone is saying like, we will be watching and transcribing every single word said on the Real Houses of Beverly Hills this year because she did film that from all fall, which when all of this was coming out. So they're just finally starting to give us little nuggets of it on Beverly Hills. But this was a Hulu documentary that Erica and Tom were not a part of, declined to comment for. But it was it was dark. Oh, my God. I just can't imagine watching a Hulu documentary and calling your client be like, uh, you look mad guilty. I'm out of here. Like, it's really, uh, it's really, really staggering. Well, let's move on. We have some updates between uh, Hollywood's hottest new strange but lovable couple, Kanye West and Irina Shank. Uh, we've learned a little bit more about what happened with them. Of course, we knew that she was in a music video with him in 2010, but now it looks like he has made the first move. A source tells us Kanye made the first move. It started with talking and then meeting in person and then taking their birthday trip together. So he was the one who was like, oh, I remember her. She was super beautiful. Let me see if she would like to date me, this rich and powerful man. And the source also said, Kanye also loves that Irina is an established and respected model in the fashion community. He loves that she carries clout with the fashion world and he thinks that could, they could be a very chic power couple. They were spotted together, of course, in France this month. She was spotted back with Bradley Cooper, of course, they're co-parenting their daughter. Nothing romantic going on there that we see. But I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of Kanye and Irina. New York Fashion Week is coming up in a couple months. And I don't know how I feel about it. Are you guys, is this a ship or a sink for you guys? I mean, right now I'm shipping just because it's so out there. It's like another one of these things that the world just needs right now. Yeah, it's summertime when everybody wants to travel. Couture week is coming up. Then we have fall fashion week and all of, you know, fall red carpet season, including the VMAs, the Emmys, and the Met Gala, you guys. Arena Shake always goes to the Met Gala. And quite honestly, Kanye does as well. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of these two. And apparently, sources tell us that Kanye digs her because she's chill. She's low maintenance. And I mean, he kind of was married to one of the most high maintenance women in the world. So I'm kind of digging hearing all about this. And I just think that they're going to look really good on a red carpet. I mean, Kim, I Kim, we've sources have told us that Kim is cool with it so far. However, if these two show up at the Met Gala together, I don't know how cool Kimmy is going to be with Kanye getting more attention. She better bring someone with her if she wants 
you know, the same attention. I, I don't know if I ship these two. I'm, I'm like when I'm interested to see where it goes. But uh, as I said last week, I think it's a little weird that there's similarities. I mean, Kim was, you know, work, met Kanye working on a set. He was kind of obsessed with her. This makes me feel like he was maybe always had arena in the back of his mind. I don't like the parallel it kind of freaks me out. Um, so I, I don't ship, but I'm, I'm intrigued. I ship for the same reason that Gwen does is that it's interesting. It is provoking and they're all going to show up at carpets together. So I'm really just the sipping the tea for the drama watching from the side, regardless of what's going on. Speaking of things to ship, you know, we knew them as Benifer, but why not just change it to Genjamin? It's different this time around, so I'm going to start calling them Genjamin. Yeah, J-Lo and Ben Affleck were spotted. I know that my two co-hosts saw the pictures where they are making out at what restaurant? Always Nobu Malibu. Nobu Malibu, baby! It's where it all Nobu. goes down. All go all goes down. Well, Genjamin was there for J-Lo's sister, Linda's 50th birthday. Um, sources tell us. There's a video from inside where you can see uh, Ben interacting with JLo's kids. Uh, Ex-husband Mark Antony was there. Mac and Amy were also present. And the photos that came out are like steamy makeout, her kissing his neck all over each other. And like we know, Hollywood moves really fast. So they're meeting the family. They're making out in public. Uh, Sarah Huron, what did you think of these makeout pictures? You were sad that there wasn't Dunkin' Donuts in them, I know, but. I was. I mean, Jayla wearing the flannel, now his Ben Affleck shirt, now they're at Nobu Malibu. It's it's a family affair. I mean, I think my favorite part of the picture specifically was everyone comparing them to photos from the early 2000s where they literally looked the same and the side by side, it was like. It was freaking me out in the best yeah. way. Um, it's so crazy. And also, I think huge that he's at a big family event. They're clearly embracing it. You know, Jen wasn't worried about bringing Ben around after all these years in front of her kids, in front of her sister. She was get crying, giving a toast to her sister with Ben in the crowd. It was truly a family affair. And I'm just, I'm not surprised, but I'm also still like in shock that this is really happening. <laughs> And speaking of people who look the same as 2002, Gwen Flamberg, what were your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, thank you so very much, Trav. I'll take it. And it's true. Um, I'm so super into this. They do seem to be going a bit fast, but I think any normal couple who's in their 50s, and especially couples who rekindle from earlier, they tend to go real fast. I mean, it's definitely like super official once he's mingling with the kids. I think that's real interesting. I would love to know like how Emmy likes hanging out with Ben Affleck rather than A-Rod. Um, I, you know, I'd be psyched. I think it could be really cool. Here's my big question, you guys. If they get engaged, if they do, when? where where is that pink ring? Where is it? Um, Can we bring back the pink ring? That pink diamond changed my life in terms of how I think about luxury and everything with how big and beautiful and unique it was. I do need to see that pink diamond again. Do you use the same ring? No. If it's not, that one. Not necessarily. I, I would imagine that the ring is no more, that it was either sold back to the jeweler or, or I mean, maybe she kept it as a token and she wears it as a cocktail ring. I don't, I don't know. I mean, quite honestly, it's like these two just shifted so effortlessly into their old patterns. Who knows? The ring could still be around. I mean, 
What if one day the ring is on? I mean, this is all just like mind blowing to me. But again, I think in a great way. And red carpet season's coming up, you guys. I I'm just, really excited to see these two together. I have to say, you know the difference between an A-lister and a not an A-lister when J-Lo could have a, a whole you know, museum of engagement rings in her house. We don't know where they are. Whereas Jana Kramer has already sold both of her wedding rings to from Mike Hassan from the vow renewal and the original wedding and used it to buy new furniture for her home. So shout out to Jana. Um, I can't get through an episode of this without bringing up her divorce. Um, and I just get that out there. Uh, God bless her for that. God bless her for that. I hope she got some lovely new furniture for her now tainted diamonds. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on to a a big scandal of the week. This is Chrissy Teigen is involved. I'm sure you all know about this. I know my co-hosts do. But Michael Costello from Project Runway has also jumped into the chat without anyone really asking him to. Chrissy Teigen was, of course, accused of bullying for celebrities like Courtney Stodden. They were very upset, said Chrissy Teigen, said that Courtney Stodden, she was looking forward to when Courtney was dead and apologized. And Chrissy had a very extensive four slide long Instagram apology. Celebrities are not using the note app anymore. Interesting. It's just black on white text. And Michael Costello said that he, quote, wanted to kill myself and I'm still traumatized, depressed and have thoughts of suicide after bullying that Chrissy Teigen did to him in 2014. He goes on to say, I didn't want to do this, but I cannot be happy until I speak my mind. I need to heal. And in order for me to do that, I must reveal what I'm going through. Now, according to Michael Costello, Chrissy Teigen accused him being racist based on what he said at a photoshopped comment that he said has since been proven to false and taken down. And then he reached out to Chrissy to communicate, saying that he was the victim of vindictive photoshopping and cyber slander. And she did not respond to him, just left the DMs on red. And then Chrissy Teigen and her stylist, shout out to Monica Rose, hurt his career by threatening brands that wanted to work with him. Now, this would be, you know, interesting, but it's not really why I want to talk about this story, because then Leona Lewis came into the chat and accused Michael of bullying her. Leona Lewis says, quote, I was very awkward and vulnerable at the time of a dress fitting because the dress was a sample size and I am not. Michael Costello clearly did not want to alter it to fit me. And Leona Lewis says this came as a total surprise because weeks prior, I was told they would make the dress work for me. And at the next fitting, the night before the show with no explanation at all, Michael refused to turn up. He no longer wanted to dress me and he abandoned his commitments to me because of my body type. Now, a lot to unpack here. A lot of really angry people all up in here. Sarah, here on first thoughts on this. Anyone's side you're on? I mean, so many allegations, so little time. They all kind of sound awful. Um, I... I think that Chrissy Teigen, you know, it nice of her to admit that she was a troll, um, an internet troll, ironic for so many reasons because of, you know, everything that she's complained about the past herself. Um, I'm kind of over her. I said that before. I know she's in a lot of therapy. I think her kids are really cute. I think, you know, maybe she should just live a little quiet life for a while and stay off the internet. Um, and this designer, I think he's made headlines a few times. He got in like a feud with Kylie Jenner. Um, so yeah. bold of him, you know, to his story sounds horrible. And I, I'm sorry that he went through that and had these, you know, suicidal thoughts. That's not, you know, fun or funny at all. But, um, 
it doesn't surprise me that then people had stories about him because the only thing I knew about him was things that people have accused him of. So, you know, always a risk to tell your story because people are going to come out and tell theirs. And interesting to see who's kind of siding with who here. But overall, there's no real winners. I mean, it's just pretty sad. And everyone, you know, should probably stop DMing people death threats because it doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well said. Um, you know, that is a really good point. But let's move on to another celebrity who is definitely, uh, probably has received a few DM death threats in her life. Meghan Markle. She has a new book. Gwen, tell us what is going on with this book. Is it a success? What's going on? Well, Travis, if you consider a book to be a success when a critic writes, this book is so astonishingly bad, it's shocking, <sighs> then it's a success. Well, I do not. So I guess it is definitely not a success. Another in um, another in uh, another another reviewer wrote that the book was a was a book for needy parents which <sighs> makes sense to me cuz you know i can see megan as being sort of like a needy parent <laughs> oh my god needy parents well the book is 40 pages it's about $18.42 it is and it's a bestseller <laughs> it is a new york well, times bestseller so it is it's a New York Times color. bestseller, but only for picture books. It's not for the like overall child book category, overall book, but it is like a number one picture book seller. So it was sort of like a double flop, like one win. So I guess you can focus on whatever part you want that she did make it onto the bestsellers list, but it's also only for being a picture book as well and not. Anything the Bench else. is the book, in case you didn't hear. The Bench by Meghan Markle. It's her book. She started as a poem for Harry, somehow turned into a book. And I didn't know anything about these critics things. This is very interesting because, you know, if you only read Archwell, the website, it seemed like it was the biggest <laughs> success of all time because Meghan, comma, the Duchess of Sussex, as she refers to herself on her own website, wrote a, wrote a whole post about how successful the book was. So as always with these people, depends on who you ask. <laughs> <clears throat> true that I just thought she would have a lot more success and people reading this I guess there wasn't a lot of like marketing unless you're on archwell.com sort of I didn't really hear about it until it came out so I'm sort of hoping that this scandal picks it up and people start to buy it because they're intrigued not because they need the money but because it sort of sounds like a lovely topic <laughs> <laughs> She said she wanted to present a new, uh, you know, form of masculinity for her son. So I'm here for that. And I hope I hope your book sales go up, Megan. I really, really do. Well, speaking of people who have way too much money, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott had a date night. And they brought their three-year-old daughter Stormy with them to the 72nd annual Parsons Benefit hosted by the New School in New York City. This is at Pier 17, right off the FDR, by our old office. Hey, shout out. And Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott posed together for pictures on the red carpet. He wore a Bottega Veneta double-breasted dark suit. We had some big necklaces on. And Kylie Jenner wore this amazing green gown with sort of like Madonna Galliano boob little moments going on. And Stormy was by her side wearing like a textured gown and high top sneakers. He, Travis Scott, when he got his award in the show, said, wifey, I love you so much. Gave a shout out to Stormy. And it was just sort of a cute like family night out that we have never seen from them. What did you guys think of the photos? So cute, but Kylie needed to be sewn into that dress, just FYI. Mm -hmm. 
She had to be sewn into the dang dress. Here's my question. Are these two together? Are they together? Aren't they together? How much time do they spend together? It's really interesting. I mean, add it to the list of Kardashian relationships that we don't understand. I mean, they kind of are giving me Scott Courtney vibes. Um, you know, Kylie shut down reports that they were in an open relationship. Our source had told us around the same time that they don't describe themselves as an open relationship and they our source wouldn't either. Um, but that, you know, when Travis is in town, I think it's on. And when Travis isn't in town, I think they do their own thing. So I think that they, like all the Kardashians, their relationships with their significant others are very, very complicated. <laughs> yeah. And I guess from watching, especially Chloe go through so many things with powerful men that they're dating and cheating scandals, I, I sort of get why she's sort of open to having an idea of let him do his own thing when he's on the road, even though it might seem completely cuckoo bananas to some people. But I guess it's a good way to sort of protect yourself and stay in this relationship, I guess. I mean, Stormy is so freaking cute. That was my takeaway from the photos. Oh, oh my God. She is. All of those Kardashian children are so darn cute. And she looked great. And I loved that, you know, drag queen Madonna had to be sewn into look that she did with those clear gloves. You know, that's their job is to show up and like look interesting and like inspire us. And she nailed it that night with Stormy and that dress. So good on you, Kylie. You deserve those billions, sort of. Well, let's move on to Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. Married? Question mark? Could possibly. Gwen Stefani stepped out wearing what appeared to be a wedding band, and a lot of fans are wondering whether she's already tied the knot. And she's sort of feeding the flames a little bit on her Instagram story. She shared photos from her bri bridal shower saying she's getting married. Of course, nothing crazy there. She had a glass of wine, holding a wrapped gift, all of her friends and family around. But then she said on one Instagram story, I'm getting married. And then she got something old, something borrowed, something old. You know, you know how it goes. And something then borrowed something blue, something old, something new? Question mark. Uh, thank you, Sarah. This is nice. exactly what she did. So people were wondering that since she was gifted all of those traditional wedding things, that it could have not have been a bridal shower and sort of a surprise wedding because they've putting, been putting this wedding off because of the hashtag Panty Demi for about like a year and a half, two years. So I think a lot of people are thinking of doing different things, a restaurant celebration, a pop-up wedding, and she has a wedding band on after this and receiving that something old, something new. So Maybe. Gwen, I think these two are going to go big, though. I think if they did get married in private, it's possible, but they're going to have like a backyard meets like elegant rocker, all of the above affair in Oklahoma. I think they're, and it's probably going to be on the cover of something. I completely agree. She's been married a couple times. Like, there's no need for her to be getting like something old, something new to have like a secret wedding. Uh, uh, like that's just not going to happen. They're totally together. Maybe it's important for the kids and stuff for them to wear rings to signify their commitment. But I think that there's still going to be a wedding. And I'm really hoping for a big old public one because she has always like her first wedding dress to Gavin, that Galliano, that was my ombre favorite. pink, my favorite celebrity wedding yeah. dress of all time. Wow. So don't, don't yeah. disappoint me, Gwen. Don't That's do That's a statement, Gwen. Yes. Oh, it was a statement for both Gwens. That wedding oh, dress yeah. was incredible. 
Well, it's Brittany in court, bitch. Um, we just learned today that the Los Angeles Counter County Superior Court confirmed that in the next conservatorship hearing for Britney Spears, quote, all parties, including Miss Spears, are scheduled to appear remotely on June 23rd. Now, this little bit's for Sarah. Limited seating will be available in the courtroom with an overflow courtroom with a live audio feed um, and possibly online sitters in. I know you like to go to a celebrity court appearance. I mean, so, I, I was at Jen Shaw's. I was at Lori and Massimo. <laughs> I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of a big deal when it comes to celebrity court hearing. I'm sure, I, I could try to sneak on this one too. Yes, and this is her first court appearance since her 2008 meltdown. And then in her first showed appearance after asking the court to let Jody Montgomery, who is the lady she wants running all of her money, temporarily replaced as her conservator other than her dad, Jamie Spears. So Brittany had requested, you know, this is going on. This is going to be the first time that she's going to be in court and going to speak about this, which I'm sure is exciting for Brittany and all of us. Now, Sarah Heron, since you've attended so many celebrity courtroom appearances, do you think this is just going to be like a shake your head, yes, Brittany, say yes, or like make a statement on why my dad is an asshole? Wow. I mean, I hope she makes a statement. I mean, even if it is just her nodding her head, the amount of people reading into <laughs> the way she nods her head, if there's red at all, if there's a rose and all these like weird Brittany tropes that people are trying to read into, um, either way, it's a big deal. So I mean, if her camera's not working or something, people are going to think she's being hacked. Like there are so many layers to Britney making this appearance, no matter what even comes out of her mouth. So I can't wait. Gwen, what do you think? Do you think she's going to speak up? Let her lawyers do the talking? I hope she speaks up. I doubt that'll actually happen. But all I have to say is hashtag free Britney. I hope that it all comes out in her favor. Me too. I do too. Put Jody in charge. All right. Our last story of the day. It is uh, the definition of a scorned man tossed to the side. Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, he played some sport, but best known for, of course, dating Jennifer Lopez. Sarah Caron, tell us what is going on with this sports football player. Well, you know, 2021 is just the year of people reuniting with their exes, even if they're happily married to other people. So A-Rod, you know, had to get in on it as Benifer rages on or whatever you called them as their new name, Travis. Um, Genjamin. Genjamin <laughs> rages on um, at Nobu Malibu. A-Rod's over here in Miami with his ex-wife, Cynthia Curtis, um, who, if you don't remember, they had a very messy divorce back in 2008 when A-Rod was on the Yankees. There was all these accusations that he had an emotional affair with Madonna, um, which yeah. Madonna and A-Rod both denied. Um, but Cynthia's lawyer was pretty strong about um, in the, those crazy court documents accusing him of emotional abandonment several months after she gave birth to their second daughter. Um, and they had kind of a rocky relationship on and off after that. They'd be spotted together. It'd be fine. Then they had a big child support dispute a few years ago. People were dragging JLo into it. Um, and it was messy, but then they all kind of seemed to make it work, blended family vibes. And now Jen is obviously with Ben and A-Rod took to Instagram to post a video of Cynthia like wrapping his leg at the gym and be like, oh, reunited with his ex. Of course, Cynthia's new husband, Angel, was also there. So there is no romantic things happening here. But A-Rod did, you know, get a little bit of headlines. He got his moment and he reunited with an ex this week, too. So congratulations, A-Rod. <laughs> I am really excited to hear what Gwen thinks of A-Rod reuniting with his ex when all of this is going on around him. My only opinion of 
Cynthia is that she was like a hardcore bodybuilder. So it doesn't surprise me that if these two are hanging out, they're hanging out at the gym. He probably reached out to her to work out together, you know, with with her husband. So, you know, A-Rod's got an A-Rod. He too <laughs> needs he too needs the attention. Don't yes. forget you guys. But listen. Cynthia, lovely ex-wife, mother of his kids, Jennifer Lopez. Come on. It's hard. So what is he trying? What is he trying to prove if he's trying to make her jealous? I just don't believe that he is. I think he was just like looking like he had friends. That's what I think. I mean, I think he should try to call Madonna. She's in New York right now. She was just at that Van Gogh experience yesterday. I think J-Rod should try to get the J-A-Rod should try to get back with Madonna to really make her jealous versus wow. beautiful bodybuilder Cynthia. Who's married and has a child with her new husband. That would be amazing. A-Rod and Madonna all these years, they allegedly had bonded over <sighs> their, her like faith at the time. Oh, that would make my life so happy. But we can't move on, Travis, without talking about Orange County really quick. You, you. <gasps> oh my done. goodness. Please tell us what happened. This shakeup shooketh me really to the core. I mean, speaking of people who need attention, Bronwyn, Kelly Dodd, and Elizabeth Vargas are all out in the OC. Um, Kelly has obviously been on the show for like five years. Bronwyn had a huge season last year coming out as a lesbian, really feeling she was an alcoholic. Elizabeth, kind of a one season flop, um, not a shock. All out in Orange County. Heather Dubrow, fancy pants herself, is back holding an orange. I'm sure she will be center orange um, with Emily and Gina. I'm actually so excited. I love Heather Dubrow. And Heather Dubrow, who left the show in, I think, 2017, um, made it very clear she was not going to be filming with Kelly Dodd ever again. So it was kind of like a Kelly or Heather. Um, and the last couple of years with Kelly have been kind of a little bit of a train wreck for the fandom. Um, she's polarizing. You love her or you hate her. She's out here accusing Bronwyn of making the show too woke. And that's why they got fired because they were accusing each other of um, oh. too many serious things. I mean, it's dark over there, but we still have Shannon Bedore also, who has quite the complicated history with, with Heather. Um, there's rumblings. Maybe we'll get Tamara and like a friend role. So I think Orange County, if there was a way to save it, this could be it. I'm so excited. This cast feels so authentically Orange County yeah. and can go back. And we don't need all of like the politics entering our housewives with the battle between Kelly and <clears throat> Bronwyn. You know, that was just not why we go to the housewives. And I'm really glad that both... Anywhere. It was never going to go anywhere. And it's just, it was screechy. It was bad. And Miss Fancy Pants herself really is a housewife gold. And her husband's show, Botched, is one of my favorites. So happy she's back. All right. Do you guys know what it's time for? Celebrity birthday boxing mania. Okay, guys. We have a very interesting uh, pot of celebrities in uh, the imaginary ring today. And some of these celebrities are gonna be a little imaginary themselves. All right, we're gonna start off with an easier one. Sarah Huron, my birthday twins, the Olsen twins, turned 35 this week, versus Johnny Depp, who is uh, 58 this week. I mean, I'm not picking Johnny Depp to win anything, even though he allegedly might have more experience in this <laughs> department. The Olsen oh, twins are queens. 
icons, legends, as Danny Pellegrino would say. I, Team Olsen Twins, there's two of them. They could take anyone down. Do it. Gwen Flamberg, next bout is to you. Kanye West, who is 44 this week, versus RIP up above Prince, who would have been 61. Oh, well, Kanye can sing, good morning. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And Prince would just like take his little foot. That would be hard to even reach up to Kanye's chin. And he would just give him one swift roundhouse kick. And that would be it. Kanye out. Oh, beautiful purple rain moment. Sarah, back to you. We have Natalie Portman, 40 years old this week, still looks incredible. She looks like a teenager versus Judy Garland, who would have been 72 this week. I'm sorry. As if this game wasn't as ridiculous enough, we're putting dead people in the ring now. I mean, this is out of control. We sure are. We sure are. The ghost of Judy Garland is up against Natalie Portman and they have issues with each other. I mean, just because it's so stupid, I'm going to have Natalie Portman win because I don't think I need ghosts in the ring. Oh my God. Sorry. I you were going to say the ghost of Judy Garland. Wrong answer, but that rainbow is flying right over her. RIP. All right, Gwen Flamberg, last um, fresh bout is to you. Shia LaBeouf, 35 this week, versus Liam Neeson in his golden year, 69. I mean, is this even a contest? Shia LaBeouf would like drop something and be like really weird and like wander in and out of the ring a little bit. And Liam Neeson would just be Liam Neeson and he would like knock him out with one left hook. Oh, congratulations, 69-year-old Liam Neeson. All right, Sarah Huron. It's the Olsen twins in one, one corner. We're putting all four of them in here. The ghost of Prince, Natalie Portman, 40 years old, and Liam Neeson, all fighting in a celebrity birthday boxing mania, whatever tag team battle this is. I mean, I just can't even wrap my head around this mess. Um, so I'm going to start with the Olsen twins because I love them and there's two of them and they can team up and, you know, sing brother for sale and take everybody down. Great. They wanted a New York minute there and got their passport to Paris. Thank you so much to my hosts, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, thing of your favorite celebrities. After all, they're just like us. Bye.